the Bashir administration, once again, on the record saying, we don't want the kids. I mean, they have kids sleeping on offices of floors. So if you don't have a place to put the kids, which apparently you don't, bad things happen. So we don't want kids at faith-based organizations. And if you're going to push your Christianity on them too much, we don't want children with you at all. Oh, by the way, when we don't find a place to put them, we have them sleep on the floor of offices and they only get showers every three to four days. And welcome, everybody, to the Andrew Cooperwriter Show. Of course, I'm your host, Andrew Cooperwriter. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, please, while you've got a second here, like, comment, share, subscribe, uh, everything you can do to help those algorithms out. Uh, if you're watching this video, you can watch the video portion there on, on YouTube, uh, Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, you know, anywhere kind of real popular on socials, uh, not on threads, not joining threads, um, not falling for that one. Uh, but, uh, and then also as well, if, if you're watching on like Facebook or Twitter and you just kind of caught, caught me in your scrolling of your, of your feed there and you're like, Hey, I like this guy, but I can't leave this open and listen to it. You can follow us on Spotify, on Apple, uh, Amazon, iHeart, every single other major podcasting podcasting platform you can follow us on. And if there's a platform you listen on, uh, and you're not able to find me, shoot me a email. You can email me at info at the and let me know you're having that issue. Cause I want to make sure I am on every platform that people are listening to. So please, uh, uh, you can email me there once again, info at the but like comment, share, subscribe. That's how you can support us in this show. Cause today we're going to be talking about a pretty serious issue here. Um, frankly, we're going to reflect upon there's, there's a recent story that has come out regarding the Bashir administration's, uh, cabinet for, for health and family services for sometimes weeks on end, keeping kids that, that they've taken away from parents, having them sleep in offices that have no showers, no cafeterias. Uh, they're sleeping on air mattresses and cots. And basically when the cabinet for health and family services offices, and, and frankly, it's unacceptable. But this is just one of the many long line of issues the Bashir administration has with how much they hate children. And we're going to talk about their history of child hating and, and what Bashir and his administration really thinks of our next generation, because to them, they're nothing but political toys over this next podcast. Um, but yeah, once again, please like, comment, share, subscribe, spread the message, and let's dig down into it. So the story centers out about uh, the Bashir administration, the Cabinet for Health and Family Services, these children that have been taken away from their homes or in foster care, um, especially those with, with some issues of behavioral issues uh, as well. And they're caught sleeping on these uh, mattresses in offices of um, Cabinet for Health and Family Services in Louisville. And this reporting... It's coming to us from the Courier Journal. This just broke pretty recently over the last few days, um, and frankly, it's it's pretty disgusting 
as far as that goes. And if you haven't read it yet, you just search children sleeping in office, uh, courier journal. So I'll go here. Andrew, uh, Wolfson is the, um, writer here, unplaced children sleeping on floor of Kentucky cabinets, Louisville office at the old Ellen Inn building at nine street and Broadway in Louisville. It's 116 years old, has no beds, showers, or food services. But the Kentucky Cabinet for Health and Family Services, which has offices in the building, is housing delinquent, abused, and neglected children there overnight, sometimes for weeks at a time. Sometimes for weeks at a time. And this article, it goes on to describe that uh, about uh, three or four days um, Every three or four days, they're taken to the YMCA. This is according to this 16-year-old girl. Uh, Tara Fields is the name, whose stepdaughter was in cabinet care for about a year. Said she was shocked to learn about two weeks ago that the 16-year-old girl was staying in an office building. Now, it's unclear from the article if she spent the entire um, time there in the office building for a year. In the article, the Cabinet for Health and Family Services does admit to keeping children there for as long as three weeks. Um, but it, it, she says she was in their care for about a year. And, and what she said was, is they were taken every three or four days for showers and then food was ordered in. And there's little more to do there than play board games and video games. That's it. Um, no, no kind of playing outside. Obviously, there's no, uh, not a whole lot of parks or things like that. Um, children only getting showered every couple of days. This is, this is awful stuff. And, and to those who think this is a one-off, uh, and I'm trying to make a mountain out of a molehill, trying to draw out the conclusion that the Bashir administration just hates children from this one article. Let's rewind. Let's start back with, let's start back with the lockdowns and shutting down schools. Um, the Bashir administration was the one who shut down the schools. Now you'll hear Democrats try to argue that, well, it was the individual school districts that did that, but frankly, that's not quite true or half the truth. Um, this is how it works. See, in Kentucky, uh, there's a state law that says children only get 10 NTI days a year. You see, our state budget, about half of our general fund, goes to K through 12 education here in Kentucky. And with that, uh, funding comes uh, strings attached, as funding generally does. And one of those rules, one of those state laws that has been passed is saying you won't receive your funding uh, unless these kids are in school and they can only miss school. Uh, they can only have 10 NTI days. Those are those over-the-computer learning days. Otherwise, you don't get your money. And so what Bashir did is, and because he declared a state of emergency, and what's allowed when you declare the state of emergency uh, in Kentucky is you're allowed to, uh, the governor's allowed to suspend law. And he suspended that law, the law that says children had to go to school uh, in order to learn. And what that did was, is it enabled these schools to send kids home with Mac, not MacBooks, sorry, Chromebooks, uh, and sit there and, and do a, a gross attempt at learning. And the schools were still able to receive full funding from the state for doing it because Bashir, that's what he did. So you could try to blame your local school districts all you want to for how long they were out. I mean, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it was the Bashir administration 
that allowed that to continue while they could still uh, uh, get that funding that uh, kept them going. And obviously, we've seen the disastrous effects those types of policies have had uh, for children. We've seen the awful things that the their biggest backslides in educational achievement in years. We're seeing just some of the most awful, awful things uh, as a ramifications from children being kept out of school. Now he can claim he was doing it because he wanted to um, help the kids keep them safe. But in actuality, uh, the Bashir administration was doing it to keep the teachers unions happy. Because as we all know, the Bashir believes that the teachers is what got him elected. But let's fast forward. Lest you think that it's just about um, churches. Lest you think that. There's this other issue that occurred here in cabinet for, not cabinet for health and family services, sorry, that occurred in the juvenile system here recently that the legislators have taken huge steps to address this last session, which was the Bashir administration was housing male and female um, juvenile delinquents together in prisons, specifically housing males and females together. And because of this policy and because of a lack of, of staffing that the, the administration was unable to accomplish, mainly because, you know, what, did they lay everybody off? But anyways, putting that to the side and, and the disastrous policies to pay people to not go back to work, which obviously affected this issue here. Um, but the Bashir administration uh, wasn't staffing these juvenile detention facilities. And so what occurred was, is uh, they started to house male and female together and there was sexually uh, sexual assaults that occurred. One, a sexual assault on a underage girl occurred with a guard that was stuck in the guard box because there was a riot going on and had to hear it happen and see it happen without being able to do anything about it because that was the only guard and there were hundreds of, of these rioting kids uh, because they're being kept in horrible conditions and, and they're being kept in horrible conditions and that causes some issues. And I'm not trying to defend the kids in the sense that they are juvenile delinquents. They are lawbreakers, but at the same time, they're being housed with um, improper beds. They weren't getting yard time like they were supposed to. They weren't getting showers like they were supposed to. They weren't getting the treatment that they were generally supposed to. Uh, and so there was nothing to take away. There's nothing to punish them with when they act up. And it was because they didn't have enough guards to execute uh, that type of treatment, the good type of treatment they're supposed to. And you can read about this or several articles wrote about this. This isn't just me saying this. This was uh, uh, an issue and these issues came about. In fact, when they were testifying in front of the legislators regarding the, the housing and the situations going on with our juvenile detention, uh, one of the Bashir administration officials in charge of this looked at those who were asking him the questions and said that, well, we can't store male and female uh, delinquents separate, for if we did that, we would get sued as if they haven't literally for all of time all of time have we stored male and female prisoners separate, but he was defending it saying they would be sued. 
unless you think that's the only way that Bashir hates children, uh, he he has regularly allowed his uh, complete and utter, complete and utter commitment to the far left LGBTQ agenda continually harm children here in Kentucky. Lisa, I remind you about the uh, Board of Education ideas that the Board of Education policy that stated that children were not supposed to be told. So if a child came to school and they started to transition at school, identify by different pronouns, get there and change clothes, so on and so forth. It was a Bashir administration policy that was then issued out to all the schools uh, uh, promulgated by the, the Board of Education at the state level that said that it was not in the teachers were not allowed to uh, tell the parent about what was going on. That was against the rules. And, and frankly, that is insane. That is crazy, crazy stuff. But yet, that is exactly what we see um, his his group regularly doing. I mean, Lisa, I remind you, again, just a few weeks ago, in order to try to play cute with uh, Senate Bill 150, the Bashir administration uh, issued uh, guidance to schools, giving them this uh, quote-unquote option to not listen to SB 150 so they could go ahead and continue to teach children uh, about their far left transgender LGBTQ ideas, something that was specifically outlawed in SB 150, but they thought they'd be cute, try to find a loophole to allow specifically fifth through uh, kindergarten through fifth graders to be taught about gay lifestyles. That was a, a actual policy recently put out by the Bashir administration to do. These types of, of, of this LGBTQ stuff is causing some of these gigantic, gigantic suicide rates. On top of that, on top of that, as if that wasn't bad enough, then on other parts of SB 150, things like, hey, maybe we shouldn't give hormones to young kids to block puberty or to help them transition. Maybe we shouldn't have gender reassignment surgeries. Maybe if you're under 18, making lifelong permanent decisions, such as uh, uh, changing your gender and going through irreversible treatments, isn't something we should be letting happen. I mean, we don't let them get tattoos. We don't let them drink. We don't let them join the military. We don't let them sign contracts, but we do let them. Apparently, according to Bashir, uh, uh, um, they should be allowed to pick their gender and then receive life-altering medications uh, in order to continue to do that. Um, crazy stuff, crazy, crazy stuff. But his commitment to this uh, LGBTQ agenda also caused problems here. And, and, and this is where it really boils down. And this is where, if, if you're the uh, attorney general right now, if you're an attorney, if uh, uh, you're involved in these cases and you care about these kids and you want to see them taken care of, I want you to look into this. So uh, about a year or two ago, uh, I believe is in 2021, Sunrise Children, Sunrise uh, uh, um, Group, they offer foster care. Uh, they offer adoptive services. They offer these services. So the, the defense that the Cabinet for Health and Family Services has given for why these children were in these offices 
uh, without having proper facilities is that there's not enough parents out there willing to take the foster kids. There's not enough parents out there willing to take the kids. Now, in 2021, Sunrise, one of the largest providers of these services, Bashir refused initially to agree to their contract. Why? Well, because Sunrise Children's Services is a Christian organization, and they were unwilling to allow homosexual couples um, to adopt children through their service. There were other places homosexual couples could go to. But they're unwilling to allow them to adopt through their services. Well, at the same time, um, they were they were a faith-based organization, and the administration said, well, we don't want them being taught about Christianity. I'm dead serious. That is what they said. In fact, in order to be allowed, in order to be allowed to continue to take in kids, when they came to an agreement about four or five months later uh, in 2021, late 2021, they had to agree that they wouldn't specifically try to take kids to uh, a church, that they wouldn't uh, 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 indoctrinate the kids, quote unquote. And they're sitting here, they're the ones indoctrinating them into their far left stuff. They're like, look, if anybody around here, I mean, this is the Bashir administration. They told uh, a Christian fostering group, if anybody's going to be indoctrinating these kids, it's going to be us. You're not going, we're not going to allow you to foster kids if you're going to be teaching them about Christianity because we need to be teaching them about our far left ideas. That's what they told them. And they locked them out of that contract for quite some time. They reached an agreement. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering, and if anybody from Sunrise is listening or you know anybody from Sunrise, I'd be curious to know, or other organizations. Because I know how the Bashir administration works. I know how Bashir works. He's in a vindictive, awful person. Um, I know that firsthand. Is the Cabinet for Health and Family Services not providing or willing to allow children to be fostered by faith-based organizations? Are they not willing to send kids in that direction? Because we have a situation now where they're saying, hey, look, we're storing these kids because we don't have a place to put them. But we've got the Bashir administration with a history, on record history, of not wanting children to go to places, uh, Christian organizations to be fostered. I mean, he's already on the record stating, hey, look, here in Kentucky, the Bashir administration, on the record, stating they would rather children be uh, uh, not have a place to be fostered at than to have them fostered by Christian organizations. They're already on the record. The Bashir administration, once again, on the record saying, we don't want the kids... I mean, they have kids sleeping on offices of floors. So if you don't have a place to put the kids, which apparently you don't, bad things happen. So we don't want kids at faith-based organizations. And if you're going to push your Christianity on them too much, we don't want children with you at all. Oh, by the way, when we don't find a place to put them, we have them sleep on the floor of offices and they only get showers every three to four days. The Bashir administration is so committed to making sure 
that these faith groups, I mean, right now, if, if I guarantee you, if Sunrise, they got reports, Sunrise was pushing religion too much on these kids. They got that report. They would immediately stop sending children that direction. I guarantee it because the Bashir administration hates Christianity. Absolutely does. While they have children sleeping on the floors of offices. So we need to be looking into that. We need to be looking into, is the Bashir administration uh, uh, not at current fostering levels with Christian-based organizations while they are having kids sleep on the floors of offices? That's of a lot of concern. And then also let's talk about the state taking away these kids. You better have a pretty solid case for the, the damage and abuse that these children are reportedly getting if you're going to store them in an office and you think that's a better upgrade. They better be coming from a pretty horrible situation. But as we've seen in a lot of states, especially leftist states being led by leftist governors, what we see so often, I mean, you can, you can look at stories involving California. There's a story involving um, the, uh, the state of New York, state of Pennsylvania. Some of these, these awful stories about kids that run away from home and then they won't return them back home because they say they ran away because they're LGBTQ and they're not being affirmed enough. And then they refuse to return them home. I mean, it is, it is awful to hear about that, but now you're concerned with, okay, what, what are you doing with these kids when you get them? Cause apparently you don't have a place to put them. You're storing them in a building. This is disgusting stuff. And that's the Bashir administration's track record on children. We hate the children when we took them out of school, Bashir administration. We hate the children when we transition them at school and refuse to tell the parents about it while we're putting them in a position where they have skyrocketing health and suicide rates, uh, mental health and suicide rates. We hate the children when we didn't allow foster kids to be fostered by Christian organizations because, well, if anybody's going to indoctrinate them, it's us. And we hate the children when we decide we're going to store them in an office only getting showers every three to four days. Say it one more time. The Bashir administration, based on their track record, based on handling schools, their school policies, based upon their policies about uh, uh, Christians and fostering children, based upon their policies regarding uh, uh, storing these children, based upon their policies about juvenile prisons and storing male and female prisoners. I mean, how can you look me in the eye and say, I care about the kids when it was your administration, Bashir, that stored male and female juveniles together? And because of that, there were violent sexual assaults on young girls. I do not know how anybody can look at the track record of this Bashir administration and walk away with believing he actually cares about anybody other than himself and his own political future. He doesn't even care about kids. It's disgusting and it's gross. 
Well, thank you guys. That's what we've got time for today on the Andrew Cooperwriter Show. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, uh, today. And we'll be back here tomorrow. One o'clock, of course, goes live everywhere. Actually, in the podcast forums, um, it sometimes comes out a little bit early in the audio-only versions there on like Spotify, Apple, and things like that. But you can catch us back here tomorrow at one o'clock. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. We've got some wonderful interviews coming up um, this week. We've booked some great guests to talk about some really important issues, and we will certainly be digging into it. Thank you all so much for joining me. Have a great rest of your day.